0: So good, and um, it's just amazing. I love the language when, um, over the year, that we've heard from people in the life of the church. They, they say, like, it's just so warm, it's so friendly. I feel like home. And why is it that they feel like home? It's because it is Christ that is at the center of it all. It's all about Jesus. We are one in Christ. Christ. That's what it's all about. We are family. And today I just want to focus on that, what it means to be one in Christ. See, the Apostle Paul writes a letter to the church in Ephesians. And one of the key themes in Ephesians is family, a new family, because of the work of Jesus Christ. We are being reconciled, brought near to God because of Jesus taking that penalty of sin, forgiving us. Being, and so being united with Jesus means that we should treat one another as family members. We are one family in Christ. So there should be no barriers, no divisions, no basis for discrimination. Each and every one of us belong to him. We are a child of God and are called to live in harmony with one another, to live together in unity. David writes in the Psalms 133, how good and and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. We are one, in Christ. See, if we are the family of God, then we have to unite together as one body. And as one body, we need to really understand what it is and who it is that unites us as one. It is Jesus Christ, our Lord, our God, and our Saviour. It is Jesus who has drawn us to one another. It is Jesus who has drawn us to God, the Father. We are family, which means that we are one in Jesus Christ. Let me share... These amazing verses from Ephesians 2 from verse 11. Paul says this Remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and are called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men. Remember that at that time you were separate. From Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations." His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace. And in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer Amen. Amen. We are one in Christ. And the first thing to remember this morning is if we are one in Christ, we are one in Christ because of the good news of Jesus Christ. We need to remember the good news. Paul says, remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. We are one because of the good news of Jesus. The good news is that Jesus brought us from a place of separation to a place of reconciliation. It is in Christ Jesus we are being brought near to God our Father. We were all at a place without hope. We've with all been at a place without forgiveness, without peace, without any promise, without God. But Jesus came to be the way. He said, I am the way. And we have the way to God the Father because of Jesus Christ. We are one in Christ because of the good news, which is Jesus. You see, in this context, the Apostle Paul is writing to the Gentiles, who are the non-Jews, and he tells them to remember where they once were. Before Jesus, they were at a place without hope, without any promise. And between the Gentiles and the Jews, there was just hatred between them Between them both. The Jews would say, like, they, the Gentiles had no chance at all of being saved because they were out of Israel. There were no chance of being saved at all. They had no hope and no promise. No eternal life. And the Gentiles didn't really understand the, the Jews. They didn't really get what they were doing. They didn't understand the sacrifices that were being made. They were just so far apart from one another. There was pure racial and religious hate between these two groups. See, I wonder for us today if we do feel a bit distant. I wonder if we feel a little bit like outsiders at times. You feel out of place, feeling separated, isolated. Are you holding on to hate? Can you not forgive? I want to encourage you all this morning to draw near and hear and remember the good news. For God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God so loved the world. God loves every nation. He loves every culture, every tribe, every race, every generation. He loves all and God's love is for all. And it is through his son Jesus who has brought us each and every one of us near so that we can be at one. So that we can be family. It is through Jesus Christ who has been put to death on the cross which brings us all from a place of separation to a place of reconciliation with God the Father. This is good news. Remember the good news of Jesus Christ. Do not forget it. Even if you've been here for donkey's years, do not forget why you are here. Why are you here today? It's because of Jesus Christ who has made us one. We are family. We were hopeless, but now we have hope. We were once lost, but now we are found. We were once blind, but now we see. We were spiritually dead, but now we have eternal life. All because of the gift of Jesus Christ that has come for us. Each and every one of us, we are one. Do not forget the good news. We are one in Christ. It's all in Jesus who came as a baby. He came as a baby, lived a sinless life. He was perfect in every single way. The one who did not sin became sin. All of that wrong, all of that rubbish that we do time and time again, it's all been put on Jesus so that he can have a relationship with us. That's how much God loves us. He sent his son Jesus for us. He has saved us. We sung it this morning. Our God saves. Our God saves. We are saved today. That is the good news. Remember, we are one in Christ because of the good news of Jesus Christ. God has saved us. That is good news. Yeah? (laughs) It is good news. Jesus has come for each and every one of us. Do not forget that. And he calls us. He invites us to join him. You are invited to join the family. Be a part of it. Receive the amazing grace. Receive the unconditional love. See, we see in this passage of Ephesians 2 from verse 11 that Paul describes these two groups of people, the Jews and uh, the Gentiles, the circumcision and uncircumcised. The Jewish people are the circumcision and the Gentiles are the uncircumcised. But as Paul explains in his letter in Galatians 5, for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any Value the only thing that counts, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. It's not by works, it's not by deeds, it is by grace that we are saved. Believe it, receive it. You might feel far away, you might feel that you are not even good enough, worthy to be part of the family, to even follow Jesus. God came. To save the world, to save all. This is good news for every single person. Whatever's holding you back, it might be something that you have done. Jesus has taken it on himself. Because he loves you so much. And he wants you to be part of his family. He calls you by name. He calls you out from the darkness into his marvelous light. He has forgiven us and he loves us. You don't don't need to be far away. Jesus has brought you near to the Father's love. We are one in Christ because of the good news of Christ. Hear it, remember it, do not forget it. Secondly, what I want to say this morning is we are one in Christ as we, as we choose to rise up in harmony with one another. In verse 21 of Ephesians 2, it says, In him the whole building is joined together And rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. See Jesus has not only brought us near to himself. But he has brought us close to one another. It is in his name that we the church are joined together as one. See Paul explains to the church in Ephesians how Jesus has broken that barrier between the two, Jew and Gentile. And now united together as one He has destroyed the barriers people build between themselves. And because these walls have been removed, we can have real unity with people who are different to us. See, difference is a very important part of family. It's so important. We can be easily drawn to people, to one another, who have those similar interests. Like for me, I love my sport. I want to talk to people who love sport. And I, I'm like, we've got an instant connection. Let's play tennis. Let's watch the football. But as the family of God, we've got to get to know each and every single person. We've got to hear each other's stories. It's about listening to people who are different to us as well. See, we've all been made uniquely in the image of God. We all have different backgrounds, upbringings, cultures, giftings, characters. See, harmony in the family of God is not just drawing close to those who are similar to you, it's drawing close to those who are different to you as well. It's about getting to know each other's cultures. I love this church, how it's filled with many nations, many different cultures. Let's hear about each other's stories, engage in one, one another's stories, listen to one another, spend time with one another. We are all one in Christ. So let's be at one with one another because he has made us one. He's drawn us to himself, God the Father, and he has drawn us close to one another. He has broken down that division between one another through his death and resurrection. But I know at times we are not in harmony because we're human. We get things wrong. There can be disagreements. There can be frustration, jealousy, and hurt. But Paul says that you'll be perfectly united in mind and thought. Let there be no division among you. Let there be no division among the family. Now, for me, growing up, I know my family are watching this morning, so I need to be careful what I say. Um, I was known as the stirrer of the family. I like to cause a little bit of tension at times. Do you know if there was a little bit of an argument breaking out. I'd like to cause it a little bit more. So like me and my sister, I usually be between my sister and, um, cause we'd argue. Um, but I would always be known as the one who winds it up a little bit more and more and it causes a little bit, you know, no, you didn't say that. They said that, you know, like to get involved a little bit. And it's just for my own personal entertainment, really. But, um, <laughs> But I understand that in family, there can be times of disagreements. That's normal. It's going to happen. But the thing that I loved about my family is when there was disagreements and when there was arguments, after a time we went apart, one thing I really loved is that after a time, there'd always be one that comes back and would say, I am my friend. I you my friend. Why? Because we didn't want to be divided. We wanted to stay as one. And that's what we've got to realize as a church family. There will be times of disagreements and frustration. We'll do each other's heads in. I'll do your head in at times. But we need to have a look at the bigger picture. Why are we here? Who is it all about? We are all one in Christ. He has reconciled us to God the Father. He has reconciled us to one another. He has destroyed the barrier of hostility, of division. He is the one that unites us as one. How good and pleasant. It is when God's people live together in unity. Let's continue to be one in Christ. Jesus came to be our friend, a friend for all, friend to sinners. He brought both Jew and Gentile together. And he's brought so many nations across the world together as one. For Christ himself has brought us peace. We are one body, one family, one in Christ. He has brought us from a place of separation to a place of reconciliation. He has enabled us to live in harmony with one another. You see, I think over the year, I think as a church, we've begun to understand powerfully that the church is really not about the building, but it is about the people. We've been separated physically, but we've cared for one another. We've shown love to one another, making those phone calls, adapting to new ways on Zoom. We've understood what it means to be the church. And that's something we've got to continue to build on. Continue to show care for one another. To show kindness. To continue to never give up on meeting with one another. And that is something that God calls us to build on. Let me um, hand over now to another family in our church. This is Sean and Femi who uh, are just going to share a little bit about what they love about Derby City Church. And um, this is amazing. So let me just hand over to Sean and Femi. Thank you.
1: Action.
2: Hello, Derby City Church.
1: Hello, Derby City Church.
2: My name is Sean.
1: My name is Femi.
2: And we are the... All the while... Okay, so we're here to talk about why we love Derby City Church. Femi, we'll start.
1: I love Derby City Church because I love the songs. I love the songs of all my soul.
2: Which one is it? Sing it. Let the, the Lord of my soul, oh my soul. My
1: soul. Washy
2: should be so the name
1: Sing like never
2: before Oh my soul What should so name okay i'll continue
1: and i love the kids so boom i love making i love making food i love playing games and what's my favorite dog i love playing with the kids
2: own toys okay all right i guess it's going to be different if we ask every one of us for me i love davis's teacher because it's been very welcoming i feel supported it's been good making friends and meeting people that also share um same interests. That's our love for God and our love for Christ. So um, my family have really been blessed staying in that Church. And right now, it's, it's a big part of our life that even if we want to plan anything, we always think that um, we want to be very close and remain in city Church. So yes, um, thank you very much. I think um, the challenge for all of us is to think of what we can do, or in what way can we show this love that we have for God and His church? There, there. I mean, for me, I always think that I'm not doing enough. But we just pray that we're able to show more and more love, even towards God, just like He has shown for us. Thank you very much. Amazing,
0: Bye. <laughs> right, Amazing. I love that. I love. I just love that how. They're showing fun in the family, and that's what the Derby City Church is. We've got to be a place of fun, of joy, but a place of love. As Sean says at the end, we've got to demonstrate that love that we have for for one another because of the love that God has given us. See, God has poured out kindness, compassion, and grace into our lives so that we can show that to one another. God has forgiven us so we can forgive one another. He has helped us so we should help one another. This is what he continues to call us to do. And as each one of us continues to follow the Jesus way, we begin to have this wonderful harmony with one another, which leads to the church being strengthened and built in his name. We are one in Christ. We are one. We are family. He has joined us together. So let's rise up in harmony with one another. Love one another. Forgive one another. Show grace to one another. To every single person. We are one in Christ. We are family. He has brought us from a place of separation to reconciliation to God the Father. Remember the good news. Rise up in harmony with one another. Finally, let me just close with this, this morning. We are one in Christ as we see that it is Christ that builds his church. It is Jesus Christ that builds his church. And in him, verse 22 of Ephesians 2, and in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. See the context, um, the Jews at the time, they believed that God lived in the center of the temple. The central part of the temple was the most holy place. There would have been a bright and clear light which showed that God was present and he was near. God today is everywhere and God cannot be contained in one place. He lives in you. See, in the gospels we see Christ came to dwell among us in the flesh and then we see in acts as jesus has ascended to heaven he's brought his spirit to us and now christ dwells in you god lives in you and we are his church and he's the one that building us together as one god lives in you and as we begin to draw near to the saving work Of Christ who has reconciled us to the father and as we begin to see the call of rising up in harmony with one another we then begin to see the powerful work of Christ building his church in us and through us this has evidently been shown over the year when we've been separated we've played the part of being the church and over the past few weeks we've heard how we have grown we've got new people coming into the family people who are just wanting to explore more, find out more who we are as a church. It is Christ that built his church in us and through us. So let's continue to be the church. We are the family of God. We are the living stones. And the church is built on the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. The church will be built in his name. The church will be built by allowing the spirit to dwell in us, to dwell in among us. Do not turn away. It can be so easy at times to turn away. Turn towards him. Draw near to him. He wants to use you for his kingdom. He has a plan and a purpose, a plan that we don't even yet see, but we know it's going to be good because God is good. He says, I will build my church and the gate of Hades will not overcome. The church cannot be shaken. We are the living stones and we are built and Jesus is building his church in us and through us. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. I'm gonna ask the worship team to come up. We're gonna sing this wonderful song in a moment. I want to encourage you all this morning, maybe you're hearing us for the first time, just explore more what the church is. The church is family and we are one in Jesus Christ because of the good news of him coming to us, dying on a cross for us. We have been separated from God the Father, but now we can have a relationship with him. We are one in Christ as we remember the good news of Christ. We are one in Christ as we Decide to rise up in harmony with one another. He has reconciled us to God the Father. He has reconciled us to one another. He has broken that barrier. Let there be no division among the church family. Get to know one another. Hear each other's stories. Get to know each other's cultures, backgrounds, upbringings. We are one in Christ as... It is Christ that builds his church. See that it is him who is building his church in us and through us. Don't give up. Don't turn away. He wants to use you. He has a plan and a purpose for you. And it's exciting to see what God will do as we continue to follow him, as we continue to put our trust in him. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life follow Jesus it's the best thing to do we've all been impacted with different stories here in this room people online you've been, may have been impacted by Jesus if you're hearing about Jesus for the first time I just want to let you know that God loves you and he wants you to be a part of his family you can join the family of God and it is a beautiful wonderful family And the amazing thing is we get to be with him forever. We have this gift of eternal life. Because Jesus died for us and was raised to new life. That is good news. Receive it today. If you want to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email from uh, hi at derbycitychurch.co.uk. Love to connect with you and talk to you about Jesus. We can get you on Alpha courses to explore further. But I'd encourage you today to keep following and know who you are. We are one. We are one in Jesus Christ, right in his name, and we are family. Next week, I'm going to unpack a little bit more what it means to be the body of Christ, being at unity with one another, but know today of who it is that joins us together as one. It's all about Jesus. That's why we're here. It's all in his name. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your amazing love, for your amazing grace. Thank you that you sent your Son Jesus here on earth for us, for each and every one of us. And I pray that we know that amazing love today. May we know who we are today. Thank you that you have brought us together as one, as one family. Thank you that we are one in your name, Jesus Christ.